This is the Jaguars Broadcast Weekend Review Podcast presented by TIAA Bank, and it's Friday, February 24th. I'm J.P. Shadrick with the best of the week from Jaguars Radio, Jaguars.com, and our social channels, Jags Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Thanks for listening on Jaguars.com through the podcast link at the top of the homepage or on the official Jaguars Podcast Network. That's on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. We love feedback, of course, so leave us a comment and a five-star rating. Let's begin with Jags drive time from Tuesday. Brian Sexton and John Osher discussed the Jaguars' salary cap situation with the start of the 2023 NFL League year coming March 15th at 4 o'clock Eastern time. When you're looking at the production that you had from Christian Kirk and Zay Jones in particular, they both have big cap numbers. You both, you expect both of them will be a part of your program going forward for several years yeah. with Calvin Ridley. So there's plenty of room there. There's room with Foye Luakon and Foley Fatukasi. What's interesting is those are about it from, from total restructures. I guess you could redo Cam Robinson. Well, you can also redo the guys that are uh, Rayshon Jenkins, Roy Robertson, Harris, oh, see now, Agnet. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm going with this okay. because you, there are some guys that you may not be able to keep. Right. Right? So if you take Roy Robertson Harris, who has an $8 million cap figure, right. Jamal Agnew, I'm sorry, Roy Robertson Harris would save you $8 million. Right. This is outright cut. This is not restructure. Right. Agnew, four and a half. Jenkins, six. Shaq Griffin, who I think we all expect will give you 13. You could pick up the cap room you need right there. That's thirty-one and a half. But the million. first three, I believe, you can also work with their contract. You totally can. You so, totally can. Yeah, There's two right. ways to go, I guess, is what I'm trying right. to say. One is you could just massively cut and try to restock, right. or you can restructure. There's two ways to do that. One is with the guys that you know are going to be here, and one are with guys that you'd like to keep for a couple more years. Yeah, and I think the key is um, Christian and Zay, to me, seem very logical in this. Uh, and we don't really know for sure how Trent Baalke thinks about this because most GMs don't really lay out their whole plan on this. So we have to sort of assume uh, where they're going and sort of what his philosophy is. Right. Um, so it, it absolutely stands to reason. If somebody like Christian Kirk, you looked at him this year, um, you can easily see him being what I call a lifer free agent. And many free agents aren't. Many free agents are signed essentially now for two years. And then with with the option of being able to let those guys go, they almost sign two-year deals and then fans get mad when they get released. Oh, they screwed up the cap. Well, it's not because a lot of those guys were signed for two years. Right. Christian and Zay played like guys, like you say, long-term guys. So they are guys where you can all of a sudden find some money, push it out. Also with those two guys... I was going to say particularly Christian, but really both of them. Um, they gave no signs this year of being take the money and run guys. You don't want to extend guys who you think are are near the end or who aren't motivated. Both of those guys want to be here, want to be part of it. So they make sense. So there's options. Restructure, right? There's these four guys and the other three we mentioned, Roy Robertson-Harris, Jamal Agnew, and Sean Jenkins. Guys, we assume you'd want to have around. Or there's restructure and release, right? Yeah. Let some guys go, make room for other guys that you want on the roster. That's the key conversation that Balky and Doug Peterson and their staffs have either already have or are in the middle of having right now. 
Jags Drive Time Tuesday mornings on Jaguars.com and Jags social media. Now to the Huddle Up Podcast Wednesday. Bucky Brooks joined John Ozer and me on the phone from New Orleans. He's preparing to cover the HBCU Legacy Bowl this Saturday. Our conversation included suspended wide receiver Calvin Ridley, his application to the NFL for reinstatement, and the possible next steps. Well, Calvin Ridley has applied for reinstatement with the NFL as of right now, as of this taping at least. There has been no ruling on his return by the NFL. And I guess there's really no true timetable on his return, Bucky, but when he's back, I'm sure he'll make the rounds and uh, all of a sudden uh, be jumping in there with Trevor Lawrence and, and trying to get as caught up as he can in a hurry. He's been out of the game for let's face it, a year and a half at least, uh, you know, he missed last season, missed most of the season before that. It's going to take a little bit of a, an acclimation to get him back aboard. Yeah, it will take him some time. I mean, two years away from the game is a long time. Uh, but I did some, some research. I called around, uh, talked to a couple guys that worked with the Falcons, coaches, and scouts, and they say, look, man, Kevin really is phenomenal, a phenomenal player, uh, a true number one in terms of a guy who can command a double team, who can defeat a double team, who can anchor a passing game. And so when you think about adding that into what is already established in Jacksonville, when you think about Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram, if he's brought back, and you think about Zay Jones and, you know, who knows what happens with Marvin Jones. But when you bring those guys all together, you now are surrounding Trevor Lawrence with the kind of talent that should allow him to take another jump next year uh, when the season kicks off. I've got a lot of questions about the timetable on this, and I think people who maybe don't follow the league that closely expect a lot of times around the league you sort of know things are going to happen at a certain time, and there's different reports on things, and you feel like the insiders sort of know what's going to happen. With this sort of thing, though, it's not unusual for there not to be a timetable, and it's not unusual for there really not to be any lead information, if you know what I'm getting at, JP. There's not... You know, when it's up to the commissioner's office to grant reinstatement, it's usually sort of an out-of-the-blue announcement is what I'm getting at. And there's really not a timetable. You know, there's no concern that it hasn't happened yet, I guess is my point. I've been getting some emails, well, why hasn't the commissioner announced it? Uh, Is it weird that it's taking so long? There's really no weirdness to it. It's just at some point, I expect before the start of the new league year, uh, there'll be an announcement. Uh, it'll teams don't really get a feel for it. Is why information doesn't get out. If that makes any sense, a lot of times, if teams have a feel for something, their reporters will sort of hear it, and you can hint around at it. With this sort of thing, there's no information flowing to the team, so it'll happen. I I can't imagine he won't be reinstated. Uh, we just don't know when yet. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all TBD. But you're right when you talk about the the calendar, the new league year. Uh, it happened somewhere around all that time. And so it, it's coming. Uh, and, and when he is reinstated, look, it'll be a great time for him to get back. I'm sure he'll come to Jacksonville pretty quick and kind of figure out the lay of the land, make the rounds, meet all the, the coaches and those things, try and get a feel for uh, the offseason program and the workouts that he can be doing in anticipation of getting ready in April. But, no, like for him, this offseason is really important because he has been away. Uh, he is playing on a one-year deal. And so Calvin Ridley will be very uh, motivated to be at his best when everyone comes together because he wants to show and prove to everybody that, look, the guy that we last saw, the one who took Julio Jones' place, he's still that guy that was Fred's top five receiver. 
And uh, one reason I think it'll happen before the league year too, JP. I certainly think it would happen before the April seventeenth start of the off season program. The league, if they're going to reinstate them, which I believe they will, they like success stories along these lines too. And you would not want to wait until May, June to reinstate. If if you're going to reinstate Calvin Ridley, which I believe they will, they would want to do it as soon as possible to give him the chance. If you're going to let him come back, let him come back as strong as possible. So that's why I cannot imagine this uh, taking past the league year because then you're – for what reason uh, would you be punishing the team and the player for that sort of thing at this point? The punishment should be over if they're going to reinstate him. I think that's how it will play out. The Huddle Up podcast goes out each Wednesday afternoon on the official Jaguars podcast network. Monster Jam roars into TIAA Bank Field for high-octane, family-friendly fun this Saturday. That's February 25th. It's a 7 o'clock start with a pit party at 2.30 in Lot J. Grab your tickets at Ticketmaster.com or experience the energy and style by reserving a suite. Call 904-633-2000 for more info. In a moment, we have the 1998 NFL Draft covered from Jaguars Happy Hour. Two of the top ten picks that year joined us this week. All that after this. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back to the Jaguars Broadcast Weekend Review Podcast presented by TIAA Bank. The 2023 concert season is here and there's no better time to become a Daily's Place Blue member. Enjoy the best seats and amenities, premium parking, and much more while watching Kenny Chesney, Old Dominion, Yellow Card, and many more acts on the schedule so far. For more information, email ticketing at boldevents.com or call 904-633-2000. Let's go to Jaguars Happy Hour Radio Thursday afternoon. No Jeff Lagerman this week, so we were jam-packed with guests, including pride of the Jaguars running back Fred Taylor. For the first time in a few years, there are no major organizational changes on the football side for the Jaguars, and that can go a long way. That's a huge step if you can get to that point where you're stable from one year to the next. It just hasn't happened in a few years around here, and you, you can't really underestimate the importance of that once you begin the offseason program. You know, yeah, I, I, I'm with you a million percent this time. I usually say a thousand percent, but a million percent this time, JP, in that I used to say it all the time. You know, consistency. That's what it takes. You know, at least that's the foundation of of, of growing and going further and, and, and being finding that success, finding your way deep in the playoffs in the Super Bowl. You gotta have consistency. You gotta have players in the system that that are returning each and every year. You know, maybe a nucleus of eight of the 11 guys, you want to make sure that they're returning uh, each and every year so that they can play fast. And it doesn't take much for a coordinator to get the younger or the newer guys, you know, uh, ingrained and situated in the system. Uh, I always looked at a team such as the Pittsburgh Steelers. They were the one team that, you know, for eight, nine, ten-year period – you see the same guys on that defense. You look on the offense, for the most part, it's the same guys. It's a p- plug-and-play type of system. 
Uh, and you have to have that consistency. So it, back in the day, JP, I can remember vividly, you know, uh, under the uh, Del Rio regime, it was a new coach, like two or three new coaches or someone fired each and every offseason. I'm like, you're playing chess. These guys are puns and you're, you know, crazy, you know, distractionary mindset. I don't know. You, you sort of deflect from what you're doing by getting rid of everybody else when you simply should just start with yourself. And I think we have so much integrity from top down now, you know, uh, starting with uh, uh, Doug Peterson and it trickles throughout his staff, I believe. So um, I, I look forward to watching this team grow over the next couple of years. Later in the show, former NFL quarterback Ryan Leaf. He went from the number two overall pick in 1998 to an underwhelming four-year NFL career, to an addiction to painkillers, to prison, to recovery, and now to a life of service to those with similar issues. He also now fills his plate as an analyst for NFL Network, ESPN College Football, Sirius XM Radio, Westwood One Radio, and PointsBet. We discuss Trevor Lawrence's next move after a fantastic finish to season number two. Oh, well, I think there's a ton to build off of, right? I think there was an incredible success. There was a winning the division. There's getting to the playoffs. And there's also the mindset that one can struggle, right, and find a way to overcome. The fact that I, I just, you know, I only threw four interceptions a couple times in my career, but I, there's no way if I threw four in the first half, there's I would have had the fortitude to come back and do what he did in the playoff game against the Chargers. I mean, that's the individual that he is. is he can throw it away. Uh, you know, put it behind him and move on. And the guys trust him. And Doug Peterson is going to continue. You watch the jump from year one to year two. That's where always, buddy, everybody looks at. And I know this is year three for him, but he really didn't have a year one. And everybody should understand that fully. Urban Meyer was an absolute, uh, just, just you know, dumpster fire for a young rookie quarterback like that. And so, what Doug Peterson's been able to bring to the table this year and how he's performed, I think, is so special. I expect a big leap, a big jump, especially taking care of the football a year from now. And just hearing him talk, like he he gets his role in the organization and what he says matters and and how he goes about that. And I, I think that he has the respect of that locker room too. You have to earn that kind of thing. And I think he has so far, right? Yeah, you do. I mean, it's but I mean the performance in the second half alone in a playoff game when yeah. everybody in and their dog would have just packed it in and said, oh, start licking their wounds. Let's get ready for next year, you know, to, to stay the course. And so everybody in that locker room got to witness what I think everybody had seen all year long, the the work ethic, um, you know, the championship quality level of them. And, you know, he's he set himself up. And with the coaching change, uh, they've set themselves up. The young talent all around the roster, they continue to make great moves on the roster in terms of, what they do putting together that kind of uh, talent, young talent, in fact, hitting it right in the draft, the Jags are going to gonna be a team, right? They're going to be a team that 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 vies for, for a championship. And that's difficult in such a packed AFC. I mean, on the list, they're probably, you know, they're behind Kansas City, they're behind Cincinnati, they're behind Buffalo. You could argue they're behind uh, Los Angeles, right, with the quarterbacks in terms of play. But Trevor's going to take them to a new level, right? And those – I mean, the AFC over the next decade is going to be just so fun to watch because it's going to be so darn competitive. Quarterbacks, pass rushers, everybody's got them in the AFC, it feels like. Ryan Leaf is with us. and Well, I mean, the quickest path to the playoffs is to win the division, obviously. So 
in the AFC South right now, Ryan. I mean, the Jaguars are in the catbird seat, it feels like. The Titans are trimming guys to, to get down to the salary cap. They did they cut four guys the other day. And the running back isn't getting any younger, by the way. Houston has a long way to go. New coach. Uh, Andy doesn't have a quarterback. We'll see what they do. But, I mean, the Jaguars should be in command of this division for a little bit. You'd hope so. <laughs> uh, I would say so. I'd yeah. be interested to see what Indy does, whether they try to make a move to draft a quarterback or if they try to make some big swing at one of these uh, franchise quarterbacks that uh, that may go on the market, Lamar Jackson being one of them. What should so, they do? What should they do, in your opinion, then, Ryan, in Indy? I would trade away. I would trade away whatever they needed to to get Lamar Jackson if he's not uh, given the exclusive tag. And then um, – you know, build around that. I think you add that. I think the defense is good. I think what they ne- have been looking for is a veteran quarterback. They just have been, they needed a young veteran quarterback. Uh, Carson Wentz wasn't the answer, clearly. That's something I would do. I'd look around. I understand that Bryce Young, it's just so hard to know whether or not a, a first round quarterback is going to make it or not. The right place doesn't matter. You could be the greatest player in the world. You don't go to the right place, circumstances, all the things that there just isn't a Trevor Lawrence in this year's draft or a Joe Burrow. So, you know, are you willing to take what you know? And Lamar Jackson is an MVP in this league, or you want to go with a rookie that could become an MVP? I don't think there. If there was a Joe Burrow or a Trevor Lawrence, then it's a then it's a no brainer. I'm I'm calling Chicago if I'm the Colts and saying, hey, uh, I need to move to number one, uh, and so let's get it done. Jaguars Happy Hour Radio airs Thursdays at four on Ten Ten XL AM and Jaguars.com. And yes, both Leaf and Fred Taylor were selected in the '98 draft. Leaf at number two overall, Fred Taylor at number nine overall. That's it for this week. Next week we'll be in Indianapolis for the NFL Scouting Combine. GM Trent Balky and head coach Doug Peterson are slated to speak with the media Tuesday. We'll have one-on-one availability with them as well, and so many other guests are on the docket for us throughout the week on Radio Row at the Indian. Convention Center. Check it all out on Jaguars.com. Enjoy the weekend and thanks for listening. I'm JP Shadrick. We'll catch you next week on the Jaguars Broadcast Weekend Review Podcast presented by TIAA Bank.